Amen. Amen. Wow, that was a terrific production, to say the least. They produced that thing. DreamWorks, take that. Pixar, take that. Excellent job, y'all. Excellent job. It's Christmas time, y'all. This year has been crazy, has it not? Uh, In 2020, with this Christmas season, it doesn't even feel like Christmas, but it is. Uh, We have to make an extra effort in order to, 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 to somehow get behind or get out from this veil of pandemic. Uh, but we know who our trust is in, and this season points us forward. Um, so this uh, season is not conventional, um, but it is an opportunity, um, I believe, to hold and to really focus on what is true. Amen? Glad to stand before you. This is uh, actually my first time preaching a Christmas message. So uh, thank you, Pastor Larry, uh, for this this opportunity. Uh, I still uh, don't count a robbery uh, when I'm given the opportunity to, to speak and um, just really grateful to stand here before um, you all and my new life family out there. Uh, let's pray real quick. Our God and our Father, we love you. God, you're amazing. So amazing. Beyond anything we could possibly imagine, God, you are for us. In spite of any a word, event, circumstance that would seek to destroy us, Father God, you are with us. And the incarnation shows us that, Father God, that no matter what may come against us, no matter what might try to take our joy, our peace, or our expectation, Lord, we put our hope, our trust in you. You restore all things. You redeem everything that you choose. We pray that, Father God, that in this season, we will meditate and concentrate on you, our Savior, our Lord, our King. Amen. Amen. Expectation. Expectation. Expectation is a word that describes a feeling and an attitude that I think most of us engage in uh, probably on a regular basis, you know, perhaps even multiple times a day, we're brushing up against fulfilled and unmet uh, expectations. Uh, you may have expected for a meal to taste a particular kind of way. And when you bit into that food, it may have met your expectation or it may have failed uh, your expectation. Uh, uh, each day, perhaps from your spouse or your loved one, uh, from your job, you are rubbing up against expectations. Uh, 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 your expectation could be derived from uh, from your own agenda. Your expectation could be derived and, and, and be composed from uh, based on your previous uh, life experiences. But each and every day, we're rubbing up against micro and macro expectations. 
In particular, what is an expectation? I'll give you the, the dictionary uh, 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 meaning. The, the feeling or belief that something will or should happen. Uh, there's, a, there's a book that I, that I read to, to my son at nighttime called Llama Llama Red Pajama. Uh, and I think the, the, the book actually uh, captures the sentiment of expectation uh, quite well. So if you would just uh, listen to, to this book and, uh, and its tale reading or rendering after that, it should be pretty exciting. Llama goes downstairs. Llama Llama, red pajama, feels alone without his mama. Baby Llama wants a drink. Llama's at the kitchen sink. Llama Llama, red pajama, calls down to his Llama Mama. Mama says she'll be up soon. Baby Llama hums a tune. Llama, llama, red pajama, waiting, waiting for his mama. Mama isn't coming yet. Baby llama starts to fret. Llama, llama, red pajama, whimpers softly for his mama. Mama, llama, hears the phone. Baby llama starts to moan. Llama, llama, red pajama. Listens, quiet, for his mama. What is Mama Llama doing? Baby Llama starts boo-hooing. Llama Llama, red pajama, hollers loudly for his mama. Baby Llama stomps and pouts. Baby Llama jumps and shouts. Llama, llama, red pajama, in the dark, without his mama. Eyes wide open, covers drawn. What if mama llama's gone? Llama, llama, red pajama, weeping, wailing for his mama. Will his mama ever come? Mama, llama, run, run, run. Baby llama, what a tizzy. Sometimes mama's very busy. Please stop all this llama drama and be patient for your mama. Little llama, don't you know mama llama loves you so? Mama llama's always near, even if she's not right here. Llama llama red pajama gets two kisses from his mama. Snuggles pillow soft and deep. Baby llama goes to sleep. Uh, so <laughs> that is llama llama uh, red uh, pajama. And uh, baby llama certainly had some expectations for his mama. Uh, he expected her to be there at his every particular whim to comfort him uh, until he was resting fast asleep in bed. Very interesting, the, the themes that are present uh, in that story. And I, I think it captures this sentiment that's a major theme in Christmas time of expectation, right? Uh, Christmas season deals directly with 
expectation. When I was growing up, Christmas was a, was a huge holiday for me. You see, um, every year at Christmas time, you see, my parents weren't particularly uh, uh, too enthralled um, with clothing that had uh, name brands uh, that, you know, were uh, the fashion uh, uh, tops of my particular day. So, you know, if I wanted guest jeans, you know, growing up, I had to, I, I wasn't getting them in April or in June. I was getting them at Christmas, you know. So, so, so Christmas time was a huge day for me because I finally got some gear that I could put on, okay, that I could mix and match with my other pieces of, of clothing that would hold me out and, and abstain me from, uh, from ridicule and, pu- and public ridicule in school. So, uh, Christmas was, was huge. I expected, uh, some great things for Christmas, but this morning I'm not asking about what gifts you are expecting this season. Um, but just in life, in general, when we reflect on 2020 and we reflect on all that's happened and all perhaps that will happen, what are you currently expecting from life? What are you currently expecting from God? As crazy as this year is, one of the things that it should not do or ought not do, is help to foster unhealthy expectations of Christians. That it's in dark times, that it's in the hard times, in the in-between times, when we get to lean into God, that God can take unhealthy expectations that come from an unhealthy time, that come from a difficult year such as 2020, and he can reshape those expectations. Here's my hope for you today. This is the emphasis of today's message that in reflecting on the arrival of Christ in this Advent season, that we ought to be reflective of our hopes our desires, our aspirations, and expectations, keeping in mind this, that those things are truly fulfilled in Christ, the God who is with us. First consideration I'd like you to think about is that expectations shape our perspective and outlook on life. Expectations shape our perspective and outlook on life. How we think about the future shapes our outlook. Here's one thought, that because we are fleshly, our expectations are worldly. So our starting point, our natural inclination... Okay, what we are predisposed to doing is to develop expectations about our life that is not focused or it does not have a thread or or where where God is not integrated into the very fabric of those expectations. Rather, they're developed completely separate or even alongside of sometimes our life. This is the great, one of the great tragedies of America that we live so compartmentalized that everything we do is put into its own particular shelves in which we grab 
one shelf for this and we grab one shelf for that. We grab one shelf for dealing with our career and grab one shelf of skills for dealing with uh, how we manage our household and one uh, set of skills for how we live or, or might, or might uh, die unto Christ. We're, all these things are compartmentalized and never integrated. But the Christian life is a call to an integrated life where our hopes, dreams, and aspirations are rooted inside or on the hope of Christ. Look at Proverbs 28. It says, the hope of the righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. Proverbs 11, 7 says, when the wicked dies, his hope will perish and the expectation of wealth perishes too. Do you see the dichotomy? Do you see the contrast that when hope, when expectation is built in the world, when expectation is built on things other than God, it will die, it will perish. But when you build your expectation, when your outlook in life is rooted in Christ, because Christ is eternal, your expectation resides with him. Don't invest your time in an expectation that's doomed to perish, that's doomed to fail. Don't waste your time. It will cost you seconds on your missional mandate, on your mission into the world. Don't waste your time on worldly expectations. Let me give you an illustration. I remember growing up, they, I think they still have these markers where uh, uh, it, they were... Uh, I forget the particular name of the markers, but you would, you would color with the markers. And then there was this other marker alongside of the box where when you took that marker and applied it to the other markers, it would change color. In other words, uh, 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 the, the one marker was an activator for everything else that was in the box that it would then show its true color when it was colored with the activator marker. I uh, wish y'all were hearing me today. That, that, that dreams, that hopes, that expectations colored with an activator marker of hope in Christ recolors everything in your life. That you have renewed, redeemed expectations through the color of the blood of Christ that covers your blood or that covers you, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, your fears, everything that you are and that you're going through. When you color those things by the blood of Christ, they are redeemed. You might ask, well, how do, how do I apply this? How do I, how do I actually do that? Make sure that everything in my life, or at least try to, is colored by the blood of Christ, by, by his mission into this world. You know, one of the hermeneutical principles when you're reading the Bible is, is simply this. What's God up to? What's God up to? When you're reading narrative scripture, a lot of times we will read over chapters, and it's not mentioning God specifically. But when you look holistically at chapters and at the books and at the parts, you can, you can, you can, one of the things you want to do is you want to, what is God up to? And the same thing can happen in your life. That when you look at the past and you look at where God has brought you from and where he's brought you to, you can begin to understand how everything was working together for his good purposes. But it's not just about the past, brothers and sisters. It's also about the future as well. 
That when you, when you think about where you are headed, when you think about your future, when you are developing your expectation and, and when you are reevaluating re your expectations, you ought to uh, uh, look in and try to find what is God up to? What is he doing? What is he pointing me to? And brothers and sisters, when we can take that mindset and apply it to several areas, no, each and every area of our life, then I think we're on mission. Expectations. They inform our capacity to live fulfilled, satisfied, and content in the present. Why? Because they carry with them an idea and projection of what's in the future. If you don't have an idea about your future, how can you have peace in your present? If you don't have a, a joy about your future, how can you experience joy in your present? Healthy expectations, simply this. Healthy expectations equal healthy outlook. Unhealthy expectations equal unhealthy outlook. Here's four instances where expectations can be healthy or unhealthy, excuse me. When they're un unrealistic or dishonest, when you don't have realistic expectations, you want to be a fighter pilot. You want to be a fighter pilot but you're scared of heights. It's an unrealistic expectation. You want to get an A in school, but you never study. That's an unrealistic expectation. Expectations are, health, are unhealthy when they're worldly, when they're not rooted in pleasing God. In other words, expectations are unhealthy when they're worldly, when they're looking to get fulfillment from people instead of God. When you look toward a spouse, when you look toward a friend, when you look toward a significant other, a child, to fulfill your expectations at, 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 their, at their priority, right? Of course you have expectations for those people, and you ought to. But when you look for the fulfillment from, of those expectations first from them, that's when you run into issues. It's, it's firstly always from God. It has to be colored with a God-sized lens that your expectations, even from people, don't, the fulfillment of them, that, that hope does not reside in them first. It resides in God. Expectations are unhealthy when they are fearful or dreadful. When your expectation is negative, when you have a negative outlook about what's going to happen in life, that is unhealthy expectation. We ought not to live daily or even on a monthly, uh, uh, you ought not to live life with a negative expectation of yourself, of other people. It's unhealthy. We did a whole sermon series on love. Love believes all things, right? There's a hope that's attached to your expectation for the future, even of other people, even of yourself. Unhealthy or expectations are unhealthy when they're faithless. 
And expectation, let me get this out the way, because people might say, well, faith and unrealistic, aren't those? No. An expectation is, un, is not unrealistic if it is, keep, if, it, if it is in keeping with God's character. Let me just say that again. An expectation is not unrealistic if it is in keeping with God's character. In other words, you don't have to be afraid of big dreams. You don't have to be afraid of big and great expectations. That you can think big and you can think great and you can expect great if your expectation falls in line with the character of the almighty God. Why? Because he's almighty. So there's no unrealistic in almighty as long as it falls in his character. What are your life experiences that were a reflection of your unhealthy expectations? You've had and lived through some things in which your participation in that negative experience in part was based on your negative outlook in life. The fallout caused extreme anxiety to you will go on for years, months, days, whatever it might be, where you were not able to formulate a healthy outlook and a healthy expectation for life. I know for me, that point came when I was 19 years old, and I had a full scholarship to Morehouse College. When I say full, I'm not talking about tuition. I'm talking about tuition, Room, board, books. I think I had to pay fees. That was it. They couldn't give me that. But the crazy thing was, I had all these expectations for who I thought I wanted to be. And all the expectations were totally outside of God. I dreamed of being a doctor. And I dreamed of driving fancy cars. And I dreamed of having a beautiful wife with a bunch of babies. And that expectation came crashing down because I made the wrong choices. Lost a scholarship. My parents said, nope, you're not doing good. You're coming home. (laughs) We're not paying all this money you haven't demonstrated that you deserve this, that you valued this. And I took about a year off. And for that year, I was paralyzed, dealing with the shame of all that that went through, right? Going Going off to college, being praised by the church that you grew up in about who you might become, only to come home with nothing. That was difficult in my life. You may have gone through something similar or experienced something similar. But negative moments, negative seasons don't have to negate. They don't have to stop you from dreaming and expecting things to be great.
Are you met with the foul taste of failed expectations on a regular basis here in the present? Are your picture perfect expectations constantly shattered by setback after setback after setback? Well, I have good news for you. Jesus redeems our expectations. Jesus reshapes worldly expectations into biblical hope. Uh, this, this, this story in Isaiah chapter 7, our focus verse for, for these next three services, says Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. 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 God with us. Uh, the, the, the context in which this, this verse is given is that uh, uh, the, 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 I'm sorry, the, the southern kingdom, Judah, is under threat of attack from its sister kingdom up north and, and the joint uh, king of Syria. They are threatening to, to join up and to take Judah down. So King Ahaz is going back and forth as to whether or not he should be signing a treaty with the king of Assyria for some help. And God, uh, God says, no, you don't need king of Assyria, King Ahaz. All you need is the God of all comfort. All you need is the God of, of heaven's armies. And the sign shall be this, that therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive, bear a son, and call his name Emmanuel. How many times do we see this in the Old Testament? That Israel, that Israel or, or Judah is under threat of extinction, under threat of attack. And they're constantly un- trying to understand, God, how are you in this? God, where are you? God, why must we, why, why must we suffer so? I don't know if that's you this morning. I don't know if that's you in 2020. God, why must we suffer so? Why, God, why must over 300,000 people die from COVID-19 uh, implications? Why, why, God, why? Under, under threat of siege, do you know what a siege is in, in ancient history? It's, it's when, it's when uh, 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 an army attacks a castle or, 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 or a fortified position. No, it's not uh, over a 24-hour period. No, t- most times it's not even a week. A lot of the times these things can last for months. Months in which people inside the fortified area cannot get outside. So you have issues with, with, with pestilence and, and disease. You have issues with, with people's waste and, ec- and excrements. You have, you have all different types of issues that are going on in a city, not to name hunger and famine and all those different particular things, right? Uh, a siege, they are, they are threatened by a siege. And you have to wonder, God, where are you in this? It's in a similar scenario. We all know the famous verse, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. Judah was being or had been already been attacked by Babylonians. Yet God gives them a word in their season of distress about hope. It's amazing that uh, the prophet comes to this king Ahaz. And he says, I have a, I have a sign for, or I have a word for you from God. No need to 
depend on these other people, okay? Depend only on God. But Ahaz, Ahaz is like, no, but Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test in verse 7. Or 12, I'm sorry, in verse 12. And he said, hear then, O house of David, the prophet speaking now, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? God is trying to use his prophet to speak a word to the king regarding the destiny of his people. But the king wouldn't hear. A lot of times in our lives, God will give us a word for our season that we don't want to hear. That we're not ready for. God will give you a word. I think here's, I think here's the word for 2020. That we don't have to wait for 2021 to find hope. That even as we're a few weeks away, not even not uh, just just a couple weeks away from entering into a new year, you don't have to wait for the tentpole mark of a new year to find your hope in Christ. You don't have to wait two more weeks to to, to restart your expectations. There, There is a time right now where you can decide based on Holy Ghost, uh, uh, Holy Spirit courage, that you can decide right now, Lord, I am going to allow you to remake, renew, and redeem my expectations. Why can we do that? It's because they find their fulfillment, not in what's going on around us, but the work that's going on inside of us, that because uh, our God has won, Jesus has already won, and we live in light of that. We live in light of eternity. We understand that ultimate fulfillment of our needs, of our aspirations, of our hopes, of our desires is found in Jesus. This sign that the prophet said would be given. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So there's a lot of discussion in, in particular about uh, this, this verse as to, as to what, it, what it means. Does, does that mean that in that particular time that there was a son that was going to be born? Or, or is this uh, prophecy ex- uh, speaking exclusively about Christ? Um, in the future, no matter whether or not it was a near-term prophecy and something was coming true about Isaiah in that particular day, which was six, seven hundred years before Christ's coming, right? Uh, uh, the thing we do know is that this prophecy is best fulfilled in Jesus's coming. That even if there was a son, and even if his name was called Emmanuel, that there was a greater son who would be Emmanuel even greater. His name didn't have to be called Emmanuel. He was Emmanuel. He was God with us. And he embodied that to the full, uh, breaking through time and space, that, that, that all eternity stood still as Jesus entered into the human situation. And he was God with us. But if we're honest, sometimes it just doesn't feel like God's with us. 
Sometimes it feels like we're alone. Sometimes or we can be around a whole bunch of people and still feel alone because of all that's going on, because of all that's happening. Let alone we're already marked by sin. Let alone the world is already marked by so many flaws and just things that are completely wrong. But now on top of that, the weight of pandemic, the weight of systemic racism, the weight of injustice, the weight of election 2020, the weight of everything bearing down. And Lord, it doesn't feel some times like you're with us one of the key things to being able to expect and expect in a godly way is to wait wait on uh, the Lord some of us will lose hope because we'll try to manufacture circumstances to have our experience live up to our expectation. I know me. (laughs) Sometimes I try to control what it is that I say or do based on how I think others might react. Because I'm trying to manufacture my own experience to meet up with my expectation. We don't have to take the reins in those types of ways. God has that all in control. But the thing that we have to do, which we're probably not predisposed to do, it's against our nature, is we sometimes, based on what we're expecting, have to wait. I'm sure Israel didn't like waiting for 400 years, they didn't hear from a prophet from Malachi through John, the, through John the Baptist, had not heard a word from the Lord. I'm sure they did not like waiting. I'm sure you don't like waiting, not just a second, not just a minute, not just a week, not just a month. But there is a word, there's an expectation that God is giving you. And while you, you are waiting for it to come to pass, you are going to have to wait on the Lord. This word wait in the Old Testament, yahal, generally translated as waiting, but also sometimes translated as hope. In fact, uh, waiting is so dependent on, on hope that, uh, that this word yahal is actually uh, 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 the root for the word of hope. It's a halat. Okay, uh, 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 listen to some of the verses that, that include these words. Psalm 39, 8. And you tell me uh, where, where there's not a direct correlation between hope and waiting. It's a Psalm 39, 8 says, The hope of righteous brings joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. There's a, there's a, there's a waiting period. Wait for the Lord, Psalms 37, 34 says, and keep his way and he will exalt you to inherit the to inherit the land, you will look on when the wicked are cut off. Job thirteen fifteen. Y'all know this one. Though he slay me, yet uh, I will hope in him. Yet will I argue my ways to his faith. Hope in the Lord necessitates waiting. That's Old Testament, uh, Chris. You know, uh, my New Testament God. I can say it now, and it shall come to pass. Romans 8, 24 and 5 says, for in this hope, talking about the hope of glory, the future glory, we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes what he sees? But if we hope, 
for what we do not see. We wait for it with patience. Brothers and sisters, I just stopped by to tell you this morning that you can expect great things in your life. Allow Jesus to renew, to redeem your expectations. Dream big dreams. Expect great things, but allow your expectations to be colored, to be marked through the blood of Christ, that you see things through the gospel lens of scripture, right? And and, and this is the key that while you're hoping, that while you're expecting, expect to wait. Expect to wait. Expect to have to hold on to God's unchanging hand. Expect to have to go through some trials. Expect to have to go through some suffering while you are waiting, while you are waiting. But while you're waiting, know this, that God, brothers and sisters, is with you. That even though you are waiting in suffering... That even though you are waiting in such a condition in which you might be discouraged, you might be depressed, you might be disconcerted. But brothers and sisters, I just want to encourage you this morning that while you are waiting, one thing you should know is that Jesus is with you. That Jesus will stay with you. That Jesus will come by to your side that Jesus will come when 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 your when your when your courage fails when your faith is gone that that Jesus is with you he's Emmanuel God with us when you place your hope in Christ you can and should expect Great things from him. But while you're waiting, wait patiently. For God is with you. Let's pray. Our God and our Father, we love you and we bless you, Lord. We're grateful for your love, your care, and your concern for your people. Lord, there's so many things in this season, in this, in this Christmas time. For some people, this isn't a happy time. Having to be without family or with family, having to deal with all different types of expectations that we have for what times and seasons like this ought to look like that are impacted by a multitude of factors, Father God. But Lord, reshape our worldly expectations into a biblical hope. That's founded not on what we would desire outside of you, but what we desire when we're rejuvenated and regenerated in you, Father God. I pray, God, that you would bless each and every person in the New Life family those listening to this message that they would put their hope trust in you and be grateful that this season is not just a look back but a look forward in your precious name Jesus I pray Amen Amen and as we um Wow, I'm just so thankful to the Lord for his word. And I want to share a little bit of the first chapter of John where it says, In the beginning was the word, 
and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And God, as as God is with us, Emmanuel, I do pray that we would allow our expectations to be shaped by what Chris preached on biblical hope, the hope of glory, the hope of Christ, and that all of our expectations would be rooted in him and who he is, rooted in Christ, in Christ alone. Thank you, Jesus. Why don't you stand with us as we sing and worship the Lord? Till 
I want to extend a special invitation to you to join us uh, Christmas Eve for our Christmas Eve service, virtual service. Uh, all information for that, and including a link to that service, can be found on our website, newlifephilly.net. Receive the blessing of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. We look forward to being with you on Christmas Eve. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your Sabbath rest. <laughs>